All right, Javosei, good morning, good morning. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning, Shir. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Kislev, Sami Malka Esterson, for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drashos this month in memory of their parents and commemoration of their yard sites, Yitzchok Leib ben Aaron Akoin, Sarah Rachel Bas Baruch Avram, and Hinda Bas Hanach Ephraim. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, Although the Nishamas will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. We thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollack, for dedicating the Week of Learning this week in honor of the birth of a grandson to, to Rabbi Hanach Morris, Rabbi Rosh Kolel of Columbus Community Kolel, and his wife Chaya, born to, uh, and is born to Isaac and Esther Morris of Baltimore. Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Our Day of Learning sponsors, uh, Avram and Shandy Kelman, in memory of Mercy Strong, in memory of Yeshaya Yosef Ben Yoel, Mr. Alexander David Shaney Kelman's father. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, the Neshama will have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. Also, we also dedicate our learning today in the Zechos of Rafua Shalema for Steve Golaskov's father, who had a, a bit of a, of a significant turn. We should keep him in our Tfilos. Nachum Sender Ben Ito Rachel, and we hope that he, together with Kol Chol Israel, will have a complete and enduring Rafua. Mostly with that, let us begin. So again, we continue in our journey in Meseches Tainus. Beautiful, beautiful Gemara ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf Gimel. We left off right on the bottom of Bez Amud Bez. So we'll say, let's actually pick up. It's uh, five, uh, six, uh, six lines up from the bottom. Rabbi Hudo ben Becerra Omer. So we'll remember again, we're still, we're, we, the, the Braisa that we saw in yesterday's daf introduced us to a whole, whole new group of opinions. So remember again, in the Mishnah, we just thought that we had two opinions regarding the start of Mashiv Haruach Umorid Hagashem, Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yoshua. Then the Brisi introduced us to a whole new bunch of opinions. So we're going through them now one by one. We are now up to the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Meseira Omer, Besheni Bechakumaskir. So remember again, Rabbi Yehuda ben Meseira said, When do we begin to recite Mashiv Haruach Umorid Hagashem? On the second day of Sukkis. Now, where does that come from? So the Gemara says, My time with Rabbi Huda ben Becerra. What's the logic of that shita? Why day number two? This sanya, Rabbi Huda ben Becerra, Omer, Besheni, Ne'emar, Besheni, Veniskehem, Veniemar, Beshishi, Unisacheha, Veniemar, Beshvi'i, Kamishpatam. So I'll say, now watch this drush, right? So each of these three psukim are written by Sukkis. So on day number two, it says, V'niskehem, right? Their libations. On Shishi, Nisachecha, its libation. Shvi'i kemishpatam. Again, their laws or their rules. So the Gimara said, so we'll what's happening over here is as follows. If you take a look at Rashi, now again, all of these references, ultimately again, to the offerings on Sukkis. Now if you look at Rashi, V'sheni v'niskehem, Disagi v'niska. Now, on day number two, it didn't have to say Niskem. It, it could have just said Niska. So, listen to this. On each of these days, there's an extra letter at the end of each of these words. If you take the extra letter at the end of each of these words, what do you come out with? Hare Mem Yud Mem Hare Kan Mayim. So, the extra Mem of Niskehem. The extra, really, yud of unisachecha, and the extra mem of kimishpatam, mem yud mem, gives you mayim. So the Gemara says, what do you see from here? Mikan remez lenisochamayim in Torah. Now, I will say, what we are going to see is something very interesting. Now, remember, we already learned about nisochamayim 
back in Mesechus Sukkah, right? It was the unique water libation on the Yom Tov of Sukkot. It was unique because normally libations are, Nisachim come from what? From wine. So the notion that you have from water. Now where in the Torah does it say that you're supposed to pour water on the Mizbeach? And the answer is, it actually doesn't. It actually doesn't. Now we'll see there is a machlokas as to where exactly this halacha emanates from. But Rabbi Huda ben is of the opinion that it's actually alluded to in the Pasuk. And it's alluded to from the extra letters on day two, day six, and day seven. V'niskehem, extra man, unisachah, extra yud. It could have just said nisachah with the hay without yud. And kemishpatam could have just said kemishpat, extra mem. Mem, yud, mem. That is a remez, that is a scriptural allusion, a hint to the concept of nisuch hamayim. So I will say, so now watch this. So umayshna b'sheni. So I will say, so now what does that have to do with anything? So remember, what was Rabbi Yudah b'Mesei Rashita? His shita is when did he begin to say Asherah Chomer Nageshem? When? When? Day number two. Why day number two? Umayshna b'sheni dinakit dechiramizi lehu bekra b'sheni hudramizi hilchach b'sheni matkarinan. Shabbat Yudah b'Mesei will say like this. When does the scriptural allusion to Nisuch Hamayim begin? When? On which day? Day number two. Day number two. Therefore, when do we begin to make reference to water? Mashiva or rain? Mashiva roch amar degeshem. When? On day number two. So, both said, there's two things that's happening over here. Number one, Rabbi Huda ben Beseira understands that Niso Hamayim is alluded to from the extra letters on day two, day six, day seven. The extra letters refer to Niso Hamayim. So, that's the remez. That's how we know that there's a water libation on Sukkis. And since the Torah goes out of its way on day number two to begin the illusion to rain, therefore we begin to insert Mashiva Ruach Umori Dageshem on day number two. That's the sheet of Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Nemesira, Rabbi Kiva on Bishishi Bechakumaskir. So Rabbi Akiva holds that we begin to say Mashiva Ruach Umori Dageshem on day number six. Shene Emar, Shene Emar, Bishishi Unisacheha. Because we'll say in day number six, the Torah, when referring to the libations, says, Unisacheha. It's libations. And what do you see from here? The Torah is talking about two libations. Nisacheha is plural. So what do you mean plural? So what are the two libations? It must be, One is referring ultimately, again, to the classic wine libation, and one is referring to the additional water libation. I be'ema tarvayu dechamro, but say that they're both referring to to wine. Savalak shabal say savalak Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira damaremizi maya, because Rabbi Akiva agrees with Rabbi Yehuda's drasha that, namely, again, because of the extra letter of mem yud mem on days two, six, and seven, the Torah is alluding to an additional water libation. Therefore, on day number six, when it says unisachaha, it's libations plural. One is referring to wine. And one is referring to water. But I will say, but again, what's the Chabad Rabbi Akiva? Why does he, day, why does he say day number six? Because the word Unisacheha, its libations, is mentioned where? Day six. Day six. So says, one second, top of Gimel. Well, that's the case that he holds like Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira. In other words, that if Rabbi Akiva agrees with the Mayim illusion, then why not hold like Rabbi Yehuda and begin? Begin Mashi Baruchamer Dageshem when? When? On day number two, just like Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira, to which the Gemara says, Yisrael Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira, Neymar Kavase, 
Kasav Rabbi Akiva, Kiksev Nisuch Yeseira, Beshishi Hudichsev. No, no, because at the end of the day, Rabbi Akiva says like this. Listen, at the end of the day, on day six, the Torah does say on Yisachal, which refers to two libations. So bless you. So there the Torah is explicitly talking about two libations. See, even though Rabbi Kiva will say like this, I agree with Rabbi Yehuda's Mem Yud Mem Drasha. Right? I, I agree with Niskehem, Niskehem, Nisacheha, and Kemishpatam to teach me that Nisachamayim is alluded to in the Psukim. But at the end of the day, Rabbi Akiva says, in Rabbi Akiva's estimation, the Torah actually makes explicit reference to Nisachamayim. How does it make explicit reference to it? On day number six, by telling us that there are libations. So by using the prologue on day number six, tells me, says Rabbi Akiva, that Nisachamayim occurs on day six, even though I agree with Rabbi Huda ben Becerra's drasha, that Nisochamayim itself is also alluded to on days two, six, and seven. So we'll say, this is the sheet of Rabbi Akiva. So now again, we've got Rabbi, we've got Rabbi Huda ben Becerra, day number two, Rabbi Akiva, day number six. So Tanya, another b'raisa, Rabbi Nassan Omer, Bakodesh haseich nesech shechar l'ashem. So we'll say, so the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, again, in the Karbanos of Sukkis, so says the Gemara. So what's Rabbi Nosson says? The Torah did not say, did not need to say Haseich Nesach, right? What does Haseich Nesach literally mean? How do you translate that phrase? Poor libations. Torah could have just said Bakodesh Nesach, Nesach, because we'll say. I don't have to say Haseich Nezek. I don't have to say poor libations. Why don't I have to say poor libations? Because what else are you doing it? What else are you doing with it? Right? Obviously, you're pouring libations. Right? So the phrase itself is redundant. If you take a look at Rashi, actually, not yet, not yet. So the Gemara says, "Bakodesh b'shnei nisuch ha'kasav medaber echad nisuch hamayim ve'es ve'echad nisuch hayayim." So we'll say Rabbi Nosson. Interestingly enough has a similar type of drasha to Rabbi Akiva, right? Rabbi Akiva darshins unisacheha on day six to talk about two libations. Rabbi Nasan also says there are two libations. He just learns that from a different source. <clears throat> His source is Haseich Nesach, teaches me two libations, one of wine and one of water. I says the Gemara ima tarvayhu dechamra, maybe both libations are of wine, imkein lichtov kra, if that's the case, then what? Rabbi, if the two libations are the same, then what? Then what? Write the same word twice. Write, in other words, write the same word twice. Why are you using two different words for libations? My haseich nesach, shamas mino, chad demayo, vechad dechamro. The fact that Rabbi, that the Torah speaks out libations twice, haseich nesach, and uses two different words for those libations, indicates to us what? Two different libations. One of wine and one of water. Elahodistan, but we'll say, what about, so we'll say, here's what else what I want to point out over here. You see, there's an underlying piece. If you remember again, in Mesecha Sukkah, we made reference to this idea, namely, that there was a machlokas, and we'll see, we'll, we'll see the Rambam, is machlokas about, which days on Sukkot did you perform Nisuchamayim? Right, which, which, which days, because remember, I'm going to say, this is really, in general, in general, it's quite fascinating to see 
the things that the Torah spells out explicitly, and the things that are only known, really, and Nisuch HaMayim is such a perfect idea. Nisuch HaMayim is such a pivotal service. Such a pivotal service. Because really, it's the major avoda that focuses on the fact that Sukkis is the beginning of the rainy season, and we need rain. We need rain. And yet, it's amazing to see that it is not explicit in the Torah. Right? It's, again, everybody's agreeing we do it. Everybody's agreeing we do it. But it's not explicit. It's learned out through Remes. And the other piece that I don't know is, when do we do it? When, when do we do it? So we'll say, watch this. Watch this. This is incredible. This is not. So he was, that which we learned. So we'll say, listen to this. So the Gemara over here quotes from the Mishnah that says, we do all seven days. All seven days. So whose opinion is that? So watch this. Money. So I'll say, if it's Rabbi Yoshua, so I'll say, now again, who's Rabbi Yoshua? The assumption is this, this is Rabbi Yoshua in the Mishnah. Right? Rabbi Yoshua in the Mishnah says, so I'll say, here, here's what the Gemara is going to do. The Gemara is going to assume that whenever you're starting is when you would hold that there would be which makes sense. Because essentially, is the beginning is the beginning of what we'll call the rain service. So Rabbi, remember, back to Mishnah. According to Rabbi Yishuah, when did you begin Mashiach HaMar Ragashem? When? Shmini So, So here I have a Mishnah that says we do Nisuch HaMayim all seven days. Whose opinion is that? If it's Rabbi Yishuah, if it's Rabbi Yishuah, the truth is I'm only going to do Nisuch HaMayim, maybe not even on Sukkis, which sounds strange, but maybe not even on Sukkis, maybe only on Shmini and if it's Rabbi Akiva, when does Rabbi Akiva say that you begin when? Day six. So maybe you'll do Nisa Chamaim then on days six and seven. And if it's Rabbi Akiva, when does he say you begin when? Day two. She say Yomi. Then at most you'll go ahead and you'll do Nisa Chamaim six days. The Mishnah says you do Nisa Chamaim for seven days. So what's going on over here? To which the Gemara says, you're right. The Olam, Rabbi Huda ben Beserahi. In reality, it's Rabbi Huda ben Beserah. I have one second. Rabbi Huda ben Beserah said, you begin Mashivaruch Mordagesham when? On day number two. So how do you get seven days? So the Gemara says, so, uh, I'm sorry. Usvira like Rabbi Huda demasnisin. And ultimately, again, he holds like Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah. Disnan, Rabbi Huda Omer, Bilog Rabbi Huda ben Beseira said that what? They used to have a pitcher, right? One log that they would use for Nisa Chamayim all eight days. All eight days. But in Rabbi Huda ben Beseira's model, what does he do? Mafik Rishon Uma'ayal Shmini. He just excludes the first day of Sukkis, but as in the eighth day, i.e. Shmini Atzeres. Umayshno Rishon Dolo. But why would Rabbi Huda ben Beseira not have Niso Chamayim on the first day? The Gemara says, Because at the end of the day, Rabbi Huda ben Beseira says, Remember again, if you go with the Mayim imagery, so ultimately again, when does the allusion to Niso Chamayim begin? When? On day number two. On day number two, Shabbi Hudim will take out day number one because there is no allusion to Mayim and he'll add in day number two, which is the beginning. I, the Gemara says, Shmini Nami Remizi Mayim. 
I'm sorry. The Zodchir Ramizi Mayim B'Sheni Hu Dramizi Shmini Nami Ki Ramizi Mayim B'Shvi Hu Dramizi. But if that's the case, how do you include day number eight? Because you must remember again, if you go with Rabbi Huda Ben Besera model, right, of the scriptural allusion to Mayim, the Mem Yud Mem. What days is it mentioned? Two, six, seven. Right, Viniskehem Unisachah Kimishpatan. Two, six, seven. Where do you get day number eight? There's no scriptural allusion to water on day number eight, to which the Gemara says, Ella, you're right. You're right. So, okay, we're back to scribe. So, remember, here, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're trying to do. It's interesting that we're trying to reconcile everything over here because the Mishnah says, Nisu Chamayim occurs all seven days. We are assuming that somehow your Shita of Mashif Haruach Omori Dageshem should be reflecting in how you feel about Niso Hamayim. So what we're running up against over here is the fact that we can't seem to align any of the Mashif Haruach Umorit HaGeshem positions with Niso Hamayim. To which the Gemara says, you're right, Ella Rabbi Yoshua he. Rather, again, it's Rabbi Yoshua. Now remember again, what did Rabbi Yoshua say? Rabbi Yoshua said that we begin to say, well, at least we assume right now that Rabbi, the Rabbi Yoshua we're referring to is Rabbi Yoshua in the Mishnah. What did Rabbi Yoshua in the Mishnah say? When did he begin to say, Mashiach Amir HaGeshem? Shemini Atzeres. So watch this. So the Gemara says, Ela, Rabbi Yoshua, he, Veniso Chamayim Koshiva Hilchasagimirila. Rather, Rabbi Yoshua, what you have to say, what you have to say is that, again, it's reflective of Rabbi Yoshua, and at the end of the day, Mashif HaRuach, Umar HaGeshem, and Niso Chamayim are not related. They're not related. In fact, Niso Chamayim, Rabbi Osei, is a halacha l'moshe nisinai. And again, what's the halacha? Niso Chamayim kol shiva hilcha Ultimately, again, it is a halacha l'moshe nisinai. If you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says, El Rabbi Yoshua, it's right across. El Rabbi Yoshua, the Amr Meshaz Hanachoso, Maskir Va'afapikein, Savar de Niso Chamayim kol shiva, de Gimara Gamirla, halacha l'moshe nisinai, so I'll say, so ultimately, again, we'll say, what a Muslim, what a Muslim Haskell. You know, sometimes we try to align different things, right? We try to make sense. Everything should fit into a comprehensive pattern, comprehensive picture. And sometimes life doesn't work that way. Life is filled with disparate pieces, right? Life is filled with puzzle pieces that do not fit in to a greater picture. They just are what they are. They are what they are. We'll say, you know, sometimes... We do this with people also, that sometimes a person does something and we try to figure out how to reconcile that behavior with who I know this person to be, right? My sin b'chol yom. And the truth is, sometimes you can't because sometimes we have different parts of our persona that don't reconcile. <laughs> don't, again, all of us have that. I do a lot of good things and yet I do a, like, a lot of bad things also. And yet the best, how could someone who does so much good also do so much bad? Not everything reconciles in life, right? The balance sheet doesn't always reconcile, right? In accounting, it works. At least creative accounting, it works, right? But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, in life, it doesn't always work. So isn't this incredible? We spent all of this time trying to figure out how can you reconcile Mashiva Ruach, Morda Geshem, with Nisuch right? And the answer is, you can't. 
<laughs> you can't. And you don't have to. Have us in human relationships, sometimes again, when good people do bad things and we can't figure out how to reconcile it, sometimes you can't reconcile it. We all have contradictory pieces in our persona and contradictory pieces in our lives and often they cannot truly be reconciled. So we'll say, now watch this. We're going to end this circuit with the following. And the halacha of Nisachamayim is a halacha la Moshe Misinai. Rabbi you've seen this Gemara so many times. Dama Rabbi Ami Am Rabbi Yochav Mushun Rabbi Nechunya Ish Bigas Beis Charson Eser Netius Arava Veniso Chamayim Halacha LeMoshe Misina. I've always said these items are always grouped together. The Halacha of Eser Netius Rashi says over Eser Netius Hamefurazos Besoch Beis Saa Charson called Beis Saa Erev Shavius Ad Rosh Hashanah. So I've said the Halacha is if you have ten saplings. Within an area of a base sa'a, you are permitted to go ahead and plow them up until Rosh Hashanah. Up until Rosh Hashanah. Even though Rabbi say the halacha is by Shemitah, Afa gav deshar sados in charshan lefnei shviyas lamid yom. Even though normally you have to stop all agricultural work effectively, Rosh Chodesh Elul. But yet if you have 10 saplings in an area of base sa'a, you're permitted to go ahead and take care of them up until Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because we will say, apparently, again, if you have this concentration of saplings within this particular area, if you do not take care of them until Rosh Hashanah, you will suffer an, ir- an irreversible loss. And therefore, again, since the 30 days before Rosh Hashanah is a rabbinic add-on, the rabbis relaxed that rule in a case of hefsim and rub, in a case of dramatic loss. So this halacha v'esernetios, this halacha, I, sh- I should say that, actually, really, I, that's wrong. It's midorais already from Elul. But again, the halacha l'moshe misinai tells you that if there's a hefsin maruba, you could farm up until, up until Erev Rosh Hashanah, or up until Rosh Hashanah. Arava, the halacha that we go and we circle the Mizbeach with an Arava, and Nisuch Hamayim. And the fact that we do Nisuch Hamayim all seven days, all of these things are halacha l'moshe misinai. I will say, and by the way, that is how the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins in Hilchos Temidin, he paskins as follows. This is Perak Perak Yud Halacha Vav. Kol Shiva Simeachag Menaskin Es Hamayim Al Gabei Mizbeach. All seven days of Sukkis, we pour water on Mizbeach Niso Hamayim. And listen to what the Rambam says: The Davar Ze Halacha LeMoshe Misinai. And this is a Halacha LeMoshe Misinai. Vem Niso Chayim Shatam Shal Shachar Menasei Chamayim Lebado. Good. The Rambam says it's just they would do this in the morning with the Talmud Shal Shachar. And I will say I want to point out. The fact that it is a Nisa Chamayim does not negate Rabbi Huda ben Becerra's drasha. So the Mayim drasha, right? Mem Yud Mem from days two, six, and seven. That drasha is a good drasha, right? That's the remez. That's where we see a scriptural allusion to it. But Lamaisa, how do I know Nisa Chamayim? And how do I know Nisa Chamayim occurs all seven days? That is a halacha l'moshe misinai. So so what we've seen now from this sugya, because we're going to begin the next part of the Mishnah, or the next part of the Brisa, what we've seen now from this sugya is our multi-opinion multi machlokes as to the start of Mashivarach or Morid Ageshem, right? So we've got everything in the Mishnah from day one, day eight, day two, day six. Okay, and we'll go out with a couple of Rebbe, also a couple of other opinions in this as well. Again, we'll see that Allah Lamaisa with this in just a bit. Says the Gemara, let's go weiter. Says the Gemara. Um, good. Rabbi Hudom, Mishra Rabbi Yeshua, over the thing at Tevu Biyamtava Achron Shalchag, Ha'achron Maskir, Harishon Eno Maskir. So let's remember again, this is the end of the Mishnah. So Rabbi Yehuda, 
said in the name of Rabbi Yoshua. Actually, I take that back. This is actually not quoting. This is not quoting the Gemara Mishnah. This is quoting the Brisa. Right? So let's remember again on Beis with Beis we quoted a Brisa that was very similar to our Mishnah. This is a quotation from the Brisa. Rabbi Huda Omer Mishum Rabbi Yoshua. Because once you remember again, Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah did not quote Rabbi Yoshua. We surmised that he was commenting on Rabbi Yoshua, but he did not quote him explicitly. So watch this. Rabbi Huda Omer Mishum Rabbi Yoshua. Rabbi Huda said in the name of Rabbi Yoshua. So the one who davens on Shmini Atzeres, Ha'achron Maskir, the Baal Musaf on Shmini Atzeres, says, Mashiv Haruach Umorit HaGashem, Harishon Eno Maskir. But the Baal Shachris does not. So I said, it's very important. So going in the sheet of Rabbi Yoshua, that we don't begin to say, Mashiv HaRuach HaGashem, until Shmini Atzeres, eighth day, who says it? Who says it on the eighth day? So ultimately, again, the Baal Musaf says it. We begin to say the Musaf, but we do not say it in Shachris. The book ended that. So the Gemara says, When do we stop saying Mashiach Rechem On Pesach. On Pesach. And how does that happen? Harishon Maskir. Ultimately, again, the Baal Shachris will say Mashiach Rechem Ha'acharon Eino Maskir. But the Baal Musaf does not. So let's analyze this. Hey, Rabbi Yoshua. So we'll say in the Braissa, when Rabbi Huda is quoting Rabbi Yoshua, which Rabbi Yoshua is he quoting? So Elim Rabbi Yoshua the Masnison, if you want to say it's Rabbi Yoshua of our Mishnah, watch this. Ha'amar biyomtava acharon shachagu maskir. So we'll say Rabbi Yoshua our Mishnah said, you begin to say mashivaruach umarada geshem when? When? By Shminyatzaras. Now we'll say, I want to point something out. See, when Rabbi Yoshua says, you begin to say mashivaruach umarada geshem, by Shemini Atzeres. We'll say, the automatic assumption is, when on Shemini Atzeres should you begin it? When? When? Shachris. Shachris. Now you can tie up Mayrev. We'll see why Mayrev is not really an option. But Shachris. In other words, when Rabbi Yoshua says that you begin to say, Mashif HaRuach Umorid HaGeshem on Shemini Atzeres on the eighth day, he doesn't qualify it. Without qualification, the assumption is Shachris. So it can't be that Rabbi Huda is quoting Rabbi Yoshua in our Mishnah because Rabbi Huda is saying, when do you begin to say Mashivurach Maradagashem on Shmini Atzeres? When? When? By Musaf. But yet Rabbi Yeshua in our Mishnah would say by Shachris. So the Gemara says, Ella, Rabbi Yeshua de Braisa. Rather, it has to be Rabbi Yeshua of the Braisa. Because what did Rabbi Yeshua of the Braisa say? The Amar Mishas Hanachaso. Because he said ultimately again from the time that you put down the Lulav. Now take a look at Rashi, I will say. Rashi says over here, so if you look, first of all, it's in the intermediate lines of Rashi's second line in. Rabbi Yoshua, even by Shachris. So it must be Rabbi Yoshua of the Braisa, who says, So so we'll say, so it must be, it must be that it's Rabbi Yoshua of the Bryce who says that when do you begin to say, from the time you put down, from the time you put down the Lulav, which is the end of the seventh day, which means from the beginning of the eighth day, you'll begin to say, the Gemara says, Rabbi Yoshua the Bryce, Rabbi Yoshua Rabbi Yoshua said in the name of Ben Beseira, over the Tnei Ateva Biyom Tava Achron Shachag Ha Achron Maskir. 
We'll say another version of this. Rabbi Huda said in the name of Ben Beseira, the person who davens Musaf, right, on Shmini Atzeres, he'll say, so the Gemara says, Hey Ben Beseira. So who is this Ben Beseira? If you want to say Rabbi Huda Ben Beseira, that can't be. Rabbi Huda Ben Beseira. Rabbi Huda Ben Beseira. When do you begin to say Mashivurach Amarad Agashem? When? When? Right? Day two. Day two. So the Gemara says, Becheshenim Bechag Ubmaskir. So I'm Rabbi Nachman Bar Yitzchak Tehei Rabbi Yoshua Ben Beseira. Oh, it must be Rabbi Osai that Rabbi Huda is quoting Rabbi Yoshua Ben Beseira. Rabbi Yoshua ben Beseira, Zimnin, the Karilei Bishmei, sometimes he's called by his name, Rabbi Yoshua, and ultimately, Vizimin, the Kari Bishmei Da'aba. And sometimes he's just known by his father's name, Ben Beseira. So therefore, in the Bryson Amit Beis, when Rabbi Huda quotes Rabbi Yoshua, that's Rabbi Yoshua ben Beseira. When we just quote over here in the name of Ben Beseira, it's the same person, Rabbi Yoshua Ben Beseira. Sometimes he's known by his name, sometimes he's known by his father's name. Which is which? But it's so, so profound. Before he got smicha, he was known by his father's name, Ben Beseira. After he got smicha, he was known by his own name, Rabbi Yoshua. Which I will say is such a, such a profound yisod in general. That in life, in life, we often begin, right, with the identity of belonging to someone else, right? The first identity we have in this world is I am the child of someone, right? That's the first piece of identity we have. And that's a profound piece of identity. The goal in life is then to develop your own identity. You know, there's a beautiful idea by the Belzerebbe. The Belzerebbe, Zechazadevich Levracha, says in the passing in Az Yashir, Vehu. Right? This is my God, and I will exalt him. Elokei the God of my father, and I will praise him. So the Belzer Rebbe says, in life, in life, you begin with Elokei Avi Right? In my life, first I begin with the God of my father. Right? My father, hopefully my parents, introduced me to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But interestingly enough, they introduced me to HaKadosh Baruch Hu through their prism of understanding. Right? I, I, so I, at first, I grew up with the God of my parents, which is so incredibly profound to grow up with Elokei Avi, the God of my father. But what's my job? What's my job? To then create for myself Zekeli, my God. My God. I begin my journey in Yiddishkeit with the God of my parents, with the God of my Masora, with the God of my family, with my parents' flavor of Yiddishkeit. But then it is my job to create my own unique relationship with the Ribbono Shalolam. Zekeli va'anvehu. I have to create my own unique relationship with Hashem as well. So it's incredible. So Rabbi, right? So he begins as Ben Becerra, because he's his father's son. He's his father's son. That's Elokei Avi va'arom amenu. Beautiful. But then ultimately, again, after he gets smicha, he forges his own derech. He creates his own unique relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Zekeli then he becomes ultimately Rabbi Yoshua. Such an incredible yisod. So the Gemara goes weiter. Tano. So we'll say, so again, we're going to see the halacha lamaisa. I want to show you the Shulchan Aruch. Obviously, when do we begin to recite Mashiach Baruch HaMar I'm so okay. It's a little anticlimactic. You already know. We begin Shemini Yatzeres. But again, we will see Mirz Hashem. Well, let me just say this very quickly outside. Okay. No. Oh, fine. So we'll say, so, so again, so 
No, we're going to do it afterwards. We're going to do that. So let's go back to it. Tana betalabu ruchos lochai. We have to get through the dot first. So tana betalabu ruchos lochai v'cham lahaskir. So I will say, see, interestingly enough, again, what I will just tell you just for now, then we'll see the halacha inside. Obviously, you know, we paskin like Rabbi Yoshua, and halacha lamaisa, we begin on the Shmini Atzeres. However, however, we do paskin, I should say a little bit differently, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. Right? That's really who we paskin like. We begin on Shmini Atzeres, but we begin ultimately again the Musaf. Musaf. The reason we'll see it inside, but the reason Halacha Lamaisa, the Shulchan Aruch says that we do not begin by Mairiv is, is actually fascinating. Some things don't change. Why don't we begin Mairiv on Shmini Atzeres? Right? A lot of people aren't in shul. Isn't that incredible, right? Some things don't change. A lot of people aren't in shul for Mairiv, and therefore we can't begin in Mairiv. I saw why not begin by Shachris? Because remember, you're not supposed to interrupt between Gaal Yisrael and Shmona Esrei. So because of that, I remember again, an announcement has to be made to the Kehillah to begin to incite Mashiach Racham Aragashem. So really the first time that an announcement can be made appropriately about the insertion of Mashiach Racham Aragashem is when? By Musaf. And that's like, and say, you'll notice that the Gabai, the Gabai makes an announcement before Musaf of Shmini Atzeres to begin to insert If that announcement is not made, let's say the Gabai fell asleep, right? The Gabai didn't show up, right? He, he, didn't, he didn't say it. He didn't say it. You do not insert without an announcement. Now again, we'll discuss. I don't want I, I to I give, give proper COVID to that piece. We'll do it inside. But again, but you should just know that is the halacha la'maisa. You pass like Rabbi Yehuda. Again, the mechanics we'll get to. Tano. We'll say fascinating Gemara. That when it comes to tal, when it comes to dew, and when it comes to wind, there is no obligation to make mention of them in Shemona Esrei. Ve'im bala haskir, haskir, if you want to, you can. So why is there an obligation to make mention? I will say, by the way, this is why you'll notice. Isn't it fascinating? Some people say ma'orid atal, some people don't. Right? Right? But Ashkenaz, Ashkenaz doesn't have ma'orid atal. Why not? Because there is no obligation to make mention of tal. Of do. There is also no obligation to make mention of wind, even though wind is necessary as well. My timer, what's the reason? Ultimately, again, because it is, it is never withheld. Do, I mentioned this yesterday. Do is never withheld. The winds are never withheld. And therefore, there is no obligation to go ahead and make mention of it. So the Gemara says, Betal. If you take a look at Rashi, by the way, Rashi says, "Batalo beruchos." Three lines over the bottom. Mashi baruch amori datal lo chayvu chacham lahaske. I feel like we must have gishamim. Lefish einon neetzarin. Rashi says they're never withheld. Why? Sheel malehein ein olam iskayomin. V'sirvos say because at the end of the day, the world cannot exist without dew and without wind. So therefore, because they are absolutely an indispensable necessity for the existence of the world, they are never withheld. So the Gemara says, tell me, how do we know that, that dew is never withheld? So remember, this is the, this is the episode of Eliyahu Navi, where he's confronting Achav, right, who was the evil Malach Yisrael. And he says, So Eliyahu comes before Achav, incensed at the rituals of Achav, and he tells Achav, I swear, there will not be any tal, dew, or rain until I say so. The boss say, by the way, this references back to yesterday's death. I, the Gemara says that the key of rain was never given over to anyone except only a Baruch Hu holds it. This is where Tulsus comes in. Chodesh Baruch Hu gives it to people. But what? But what? Yeah. 
not in perpetuity, takes it back. This is the story. Eliyahu Navi had the key to rain. So he was able to say to Ahab, it will not rain. And he says, it will not do until I say so. Uksiv in the Pasuk says, Leich hera al-Achav ve'etna mavter al-penei ha'adama. Yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Eliyahu Navi, go and appear to Ahav, and I will bring, and I will bring rain upon the earth. Interestingly enough, the Talo Ka'amar. Yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't say, I'm going to bring dew. Right? He says, he says to Eliyahu, go, remember, Eliyahu says, I'm going to withhold the dew and the rain. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, go, tell Eliyahu, go back, go back to Ahav, and tell Ahav, I'm going to bring the rain. But yet it doesn't make any mention of the dew. My time, or what's the reason? Amadeis mishum dolo Because at the end of the day, interestingly enough, the dew was ever na- never actually withheld. In other words, even though Ilyo said there's going to be no dew, no rain, the rain was withheld, but the dew was never actually withheld. But if the dew was never withheld, ultimately, again, Ilyo swore, right? He made a shvua that there's going to be no dew and no rain until I say so. But if it was only the rain that was withheld, not the dew, so how is Elio able to make this shvua? So this is what he meant to say. Afilu tal debracha nami lo asi. So I'll say, as we're going to see, as we're going to see, there's different forms of dew. There's tal shal bracha. Tal shal bracha actually has the ability to go ahead and cause things to grow. And then there's regular tal. And regular tal is just the basic moisture necessary to ensure the sustainability or the existence of the world. When Eliyahu Hanavi said, I'm going to hold back the tal, he was holding, he said, I'm going to hold back the tal shabracha. The basic, what we'll call sustenance tal, sustenance do, that fell every single day. But the tal of bracha was withheld. If that's the case, so let, let Eliyahu Hanavi bring back the tal shabracha. To which the Yomars have been minkran also. No, because people can't really tell the difference between tal shal bracha and regular tal. And therefore, if Ilyan Avi were to say, I'm going to bring back the tal shal bracha, ultimately, again, Achav would have made fun of him, right? Would have disparaged him, saying, come on, you never withheld the tal to begin with. Rashi says over here, to lo minkran also, to ha tal hava meikara, to lo haya Achav harasha molde vechazira de tal shal bracha, so the idea of here is, remember, the whole point of this was to punish and ultimately hopefully try to get Ahav to do tshuva, but it only works if Ahav was able to see it. But because he was not able to see, because do still fell, and most people can't tell others in tal shal brach and regular tal, there was no point in saying I'm bringing back the tal. Because from Ahav's perspective, the tal never left. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Ruchos so that's how we see do is never withheld. And therefore, because tal is never withheld, therefore there is no need to include tal or request for tal in our Shmonese, in our brachas. Ella, Ruchos How do you know that wind is never withheld? this is so beautiful. The Gemara records the Pasik. From from Zechariah, ki ke'arba ruchos hashemayim pirasti eschem nuom hashem. So we'll say what this literally translates is like 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 the four like the four winds of the heavens pirasti eschem nuom hashem. I have scattered you, I have scattered you. So the Gemara says my kamalu. So what it, what is Chash Baruch Hu saying? Ilei mahachi kamalu akadosh Baruch Hu liYisrael. If akadosh Baruch Hu is saying to us. 
that I've scattered you, like I, meant, like I translated, that I scattered you in the four corners of the world, or like the four winds of the world, the four directions, if we will say, if the point of this passage was the Kaddish Baruch Hu telling us that I'm going to scatter you in the four directions, it should have said, I have scattered you in the four directions. What does it mean? Right? So what does it mean? But it's beautiful. Just like the world cannot exist without wind. The world cannot exist without Klal Yisrael. So, we'll say, so the title of the Pasuk is Ki Ka'arba Ruchos Hashemayim Perasti Eschem is HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying to Kal Yisrael even if you're punished and even if you're scattered know that you will never cease to exist. Why? Because there is no world without a Kal Yisrael. Because just like there's no world without the four winds there is no world without a Kal Yisrael. But you see here I will say that the, the Pasuk is linking is linking the eternality of Kal Yisrael with the eternality of the winds. So you need, just like the world can't exist without the winds, so too the world cannot exist without Klal Yisrael. So besides it being a beautiful lesson for Klal Yisrael, you see from here that what? That winds are never taken away from the world. So therefore, because they're never taken away, ultimately we don't have to include them in Tehillah. So Jehovah says, such an incredible Yisod. Because what the Gemara is highlighting is the only thing that's really included in davening are the things which there is a, there's a, a factor of variability. In other words, Will it happen? Will it not happen? Rain could be withheld, but therefore we daven for it. But the things that are never withheld, Chazal felt, do not have to make an obligatory appearance in davening. Therefore, therefore, based on what we just learned, so both say, so here's what I have. Rain, I have to mention. I'm mentioning rain again. Through Pesach. Through Pesach. No obligation to mention Tal, no obligation to mention Ruach. Therefore, if during the summertime, therefore, we'll say during the summertime. Now remember, during the summertime, but let's say I said just I made a mistake. I said, Do I have to repeat Shemar Esrei? And the answer is no. Why not? Why not? Why not? Because the truth is, it's an innocuous statement. Yes, yes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu always brings the wind and the winds of some sort are always necessary. However, Amr Morid HaGeshem Machzirin also. But I will say, during the summer months, meaning between Pesach and Sukkot, you say Morid HaGeshem, you have to go back because that is an erroneous insertion. Remember again, as we saw in yesterday's daf, we don't want, we don't want rain. We don't want rain after Sukkot. I'm sorry, after Pesach, excuse me. Bimos HaGeshemim if during the winter, lo in machzirin also, Shabbos, listen to this. During the winter, let's say during this time of year, say, let's say you omitted mashiv haruach, you don't have to go back. You don't have to go back. Why? Because as we just said before, you don't have to really make mention of the wind in davening at all. However, lo, however, machzirin also. But if you omitted moridageshem, right? Then ultimately, again, you do have to go back. Old, not only that, but not only that, but what? If a person said, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu causes the wind to blow, 
And ultimately, you don't have to go back. Good. So the says, therefore, again, what turns out is the only part that's an absolute necessity is going to be Moridageshem. So anything else you include or don't include, ultimately, again, will not require you to go back and Shmona Asrei. So Gemara says, Tana, Ba'avim, Another thing you don't have to mention, you don't have to mention clouds. So you both say clouds, it's incredible what we take for granted. But clouds are a necessity as well. But you don't have to go ahead and, you don't have to go ahead and mention clouds. So Ba'avim, Ubaruchal, But if you want to mention clouds, you want to mention wind, you can mention it if you want. My timer, what's the reason for this? Mishum Atsri. Because neither clouds nor winds are ever withhold. Now, both say, winds we just established, clouds, that's interesting. So the Gemara says, really, Vahatani, we learn, Vahatani, Rabbi Yosef, the Atsaras Hashemaim, Velo Yemat, Vahatsaras Hashemaim. So we'll say, Kriyashma, when the Pasik says, Cheshbrach says, I will withhold the heavens, or literally, I should say, I, I will, I will, I will cause the heavens to withhold. What does that mean? Min ha'avim o min ha'ruchos. That refers to the clouds and to the winds. Now, how do you know it's referring to the cloud of the winds? Maybe it's referring to rain. No, rain is mentioned. When it says explicitly later on, there will not be rain. There it explicitly says rain. So what does it mean when it says, will withhold the heavens? That ultimately again refers to the clouds and the winds. Shabbos says, what's going on over here? Shabbos says, contradiction. Because what did we just say before? Right? We just said before that ultimately again, that who never withholds the clouds and the wind. And now yet based on the Drashar of Yosef, the Atzaras Hashemayim refers to what? A withholding of the clouds and the winds. So what's happening over here? To which the Gemara says, so kashi ruchas ruchas kasha, avma avma kasha. It's not a contradiction. It depends on the type of cloud. Avma avma kasha, ha becharfi, ha baafli. Both say different types of clouds. If you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Rashi says, um, I'm sorry. Charfi and afli, I'm sorry. It's right, it's right across, that's right across. Charfi, so we'll say, interestingly enough, the clouds that come before rain, I guess what we would call rain clouds, right? The clouds that come before rain, those are never withheld. That's what the Gemara calls kharfi. Kharfi literally means early, the early clouds. Haba'afli, Rashi says, But the clouds that come after the rain, the clouds that come after the rain, ultimately, again, the clouds that come after the rain, those are sometimes withheld. So the Gemara says, Ruchos haruchos lokasha. Also, Ruchos haruchos is not a contradiction. How so? Ha beruach mutsuya, ha beruach she'ena mutsuya. Both say a ruach mutsuya, which means a common everyday wind that is never withheld. But a ruach she'ena mutsuya, stronger winds, sometimes those are withheld. Look at Rashi. She'ena mutsuya, tziv va'atsar, Sometimes a ruach she'en a right, a heavier wind, is actually withheld. So you might say, you know what, we'll stop over here for today. We'll emirat Hashem pick up with ruach metsuya, emirat Hashem tomorrow. Shkarech